0: you people are at the position of attention ought to have you all shot we salute the rank not the man we're running curry you're already dead proud
1: to have served with each and every one of you hello everyone and welcome back to the almost side show our side project on almost sideways podcast uh where we are deep diving band of brothers i hope you've enjoyed it so far this is episode four uh if you haven't had a chance uh make sure that you go back and listen to episodes one, two, and three, or watch if you're seeing us on YouTube here. Uh, and remember that this is a this is a watch-along. So before you watch the episode, make sure, or listen to the episode, make sure that you go and you watch the actual episode of Band of Brothers. Uh, I mean, th- these are full spoiler talks that we're having as we are deep diving and analyzing every aspect of this amazing television show. I would say probably... My favorite television show of all time. Yeah, I know it's a mini series; it doesn't really count as a full television show, but whatever. It's my favorite television show of all time. Anyways, this is episode four. I'm your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me, as always, on these deep dives, is Mister Adam Daly. Adam, we're we're already we're already on episode four. We're we're one away from halfway through this.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, The novice of the group, I first time watching of the Bannon Brothers and I'm enjoying my experience watching it. I'm really getting invested in the show right now and I better
1: charge my computer real fast. Give me one sec. <laughs> that
0: would be bad.
1: That that would be bad. This is totally staying in the episode, by the way. Not cutting this at all. As you should not. As I <laughs> <laughs> You didn't plug in your computer.
0: <laughs> hey man, I'm a novice here. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: It's first time watch, not first time recording, dude. Oh, dang.
0: I always I mess up everything.
1: Oh, oh, I forgot about that, man. Gosh,
0: Tina, that hard to make your dinner. I don't know where that came from.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, yes, this is episode four. Uh, make sure as you are uh, as you are watching, as you are listening, that uh, you, if you're on the podcast, make sure you uh, you subscribe, you rate, you review. We're on Apple podcasts. We're on stitcher. We're on Pandora. We're on Spotify. We're all over, uh, all the different podcast, uh, networks, uh, subscribe to all of them. And, and so the more clicks we get, the better, more people can find us. If you really like what you're listening to, uh, make sure you tell other people about it. And, uh, Adam, I'll let you plug YouTube because I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to YouTube. (laughs)
0: All right, we're also on a YouTube, almost sideways YouTube, where we talk about all things movies and fun stuff as well. We are a place for conversation, so we would love for you to jump in those comments section and leave us some comments, and we'll I'll, I'll respond. We'll respond to you guys and have a conversation there. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, and check the little eyes above our head. There's a Banner Brothers playlist popping up right now, and also some Spielberg conversations are above us, too, so up there. Anyway, let's join the conversation. Let's do it.
1: I don't know what I'm pointing at, but I'm point. Apparently I'm pointing at shoot him up. That's what's above my head. Shoot him up. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Uh, Yes, this is uh, this is episode four. And this episode is entitled replacements. Uh, This episode was directed by David Nutter uh, as it focuses on a couple different things that are kind of a, a step out in what it's focused on so far. As we've reached a point in, in World War II, in the invasion of Europe, where uh, enough guys have been depleted from these uh, these battalions, these companies, that they are starting to get replaced with uh, brand new soldiers that have been trained that did not jump on D-Day, but have been shipped over later to join these groups to fill them back out and make them whole again. And I, I found... The, I find the start of this episode really fascinating as you hear the actual soldiers talk about replacements and their thoughts on them and what they, uh, how they treated them, and uh, and how many of them said that they treated them horribly and they didn't want to talk to them. They didn't want to get to know them because they were too, they were so fresh and so green uh, in battle that. Most likely, they were going to get killed right away, and because of that, they didn't want to have anything to do with them, because they knew they weren't going to uh, they weren't going to last long, and that if they didn't know them, then it wouldn't hurt as much when they saw them die, uh, I, which I thought was just a fascinating uh, look at what what was happening here. And so the episode starts, and we meet three main replacements that become the 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 heart of this uh, this episode. And I'm trying to find them here. I should have had their names before now.
0: Oh, I don't know the actual soldiers. name. I just know it's James McAvoy. (laughs) Yeah. We have James McAvoy.
1: That's the important one here, right? We've got James McAvoy joining the show. Uh, Once again, the fresh face that we haven't seen before that we don't know anything about James McAvoy pops up in this one. Uh, Once again, we start with the soldiers getting to let their hair down a little bit. The soldiers getting to have a, a moment of levity and who better to bring the levity than Luz and Compton, uh, playing darts, hustling. Poor Babe Heffron, as oh, as he's great. Yeah, awesome. it, it's great. It's great. And Buck's losing everything. It's like oh, I I don't know. I'm good thing we weren't betting. Oh, you want to bet? Oh, sure, sure. Couple couple packs of smokes. First one hit the bullseye. Oh, I'm, you're gonna shoot left handed all night because I mean you're right handed. Oh, what would I do without George Lus? Bing.
0: Uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's it's a bride written all. Over.
1: I don't have I am not left-handed. <laughs> oh man, anyway, such a great moment! Yeah. Such a great moment. Um, I I think um, uh, I love. I think this episode we we get our first, well, maybe since Sobel in episode one, we get uh our our next great douchebag. Uh, Sobo definitely was a douchebag, but I don't know. Cobb might be a worse douchebag as he as he lays into the replacements, especially especially James McAvoy's character, uh and and says, you know, what's that on your uniform? Oh, it's a citation for what the company did in Normandy. What the company did. You didn't jump. You didn't fight in Normandy. And and so he takes it off and leaves it and then you hear you hear that Cobb didn't Jump or fight at Normandy either because he got hit on the plane before he got to jump, and so he just gave this replacement a whole bunch of crap for something he didn't even do. And Cubs are worst. He just is the worst, and you'll see more. I'm I'm not joking. He is the worst, and you'll see coming up later. He, more happens that makes him even worse than, even worse. Okay. than okay. before. Be um, ready. so during this, Lipton has to get up again, give more bad news. Uh, after you hear some good news that he's now first sergeant like he is he is the top nco of the of the of easy company which is just awesome and once again shows that natural leadership that we that we talked about in the other episodes and we get and i'll i'll be honest before i watched band of brothers i had never heard of operation market garden um you just i I I always just you know you knew D-Day you knew Normandy you may have known Operation Overlord was what it was called and stuff like that Um, but I never heard of Market Garden and this is another spot where the show takes a turn Um, because now you're focusing not only on the replacements and you have a couple more that you'll see later on too you've got like Lieutenant Peacock who talks about how without saying it he says he's colorblind and he needs someone to tap him on the leg to to make sure sure that he knows when the light turns green and stuff like that You've got Lieutenant Brewer who ends up standing in the middle of the road and gets shot. Um, you got these guys who just don't know what they're doing. But also you see for the first time they lose. And uh, and that is Market Garden. And Market Garden was this very, very risky maneuver that they did probably out of their overconfidence they got after the success of Normandy, Normandy yeah. of trying to end the war quickly. And they were going to do it by going through Holland. and And if this worked they were going to be able to end the war by Christmas and, and in in the next few months, get the whole thing over with. And so you had, you have them once again, paratrooping in, but a very different experience in their paratrooping this time as they're paratrooping into peace. There's nobody around where they fall. And one of my favorite shots of the entire show is the shot of when they paratroop out and you just, you look up and all you see are these, all these parachutes, and the backdrop of the clouds and the lighting is just perfect. It's such a beautiful shot that you yeah, see. In this. One and of the so,
0: best shots the show so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and so Operation Market Garden. Their goal is they get they get dropped into Holland and they are to take Eindhoven, uh, this town in Holland. And they get there, and nobody's there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and that the the town just celebrates. Hey, the Germans are out. The Americans are here. It's it's time to celebrate and they have a they throw a party in the streets and and it, it's funny because you have some that are fully enjoying the party that's being thrown for them. You have some that are like, no, we got to figure out what we need to do. We got to move yeah. forward because this we have a we have a goal here that of what we need to accomplish. And uh, and and then you have this other piece of what's going on. We have these women that are getting punished. Because of how they they um, they went out of their way and slept with some of the Germans when the Germans had had the the city, uh, it, it's it's just this weird dichotomy of celebration yet punishment ha- happening in the streets at the same time. Yeah, that was especially
0: having that one girl get you clearly get taken away from so a good moment and then going right into the punishment area. That's that was, was like, wow. That that's eye opening.
1: So they drop in, they get to this point, and then they're off again. Um, and an, another character who it becomes more more pro, uh, prominent, kind of moving forward, is Private Webster. Webster is uh, is one of the interpreters, so he speaks fluent German, and he's the one that talks to talks to the man and the boy, the boy mm-hmm. who's um, who's trying chocolate for the first time. Um, which yeah. is a, just another great scene. A little sweet and, scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't tell us much or feed us much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then he's also the one that um, he's, you, you, you get a little bit, and they talk more about this later, he's educated. Uh, he went to Harvard, huh, um, yeah. but yet he's a private. I mean, at that point, the only difference between the, the enlisted men and the officers was if you had a college degree. And he went to Harvard. So he's educated, but he's a private. So we get into that more later. Just letting you know, this is as right. far as you've watched in the show. You haven't watched past episode 4 yet, so I'm letting you know. No. They get more into some of Webster's background, but he he's also one that in the truck, he goes, ah, Vincent Van Gogh was born in Neunen. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and, and I think it's Cobb that says, yeah, who cares? Who cares? cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. back there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, the douchebag. Uh, so, um, so they they, get to this town. They've got to take the town. They've been told it's just old men and boys that are protecting it. Of course, yeah. When there's like an entire battalion there waiting for them and uh, waiting to strike. Uh, LVP of the episode is the British tank guy. Obviously, just stupid because nothing's happened or they're 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 realizing that this is kind of an all out brawl and it's going to be a lot worse than they thought and the tanks are coming in and you've got you've got a couple of guys of easy company that have seen that there's a tank around the corner It's like there's a tank right there i'm not allowed to any what was unnecessary uh damage to property destruction of property it's like just blow a hole through that wall and you'll see the tank not allowed to, and that tank ends up like dominating the entire battle. I, I've never seen one tank do more damage than than their attack here. Um, but then we get to like the character of this episode, the focal point of this episode, which is Michael Cudlitz as Bull Randleman, who yes. is a guy we definitely have seen. He's been around the entire time. Uh, like he he's he's like gets clearly yelled at by Sobel running up Kuraki in the episode one, but here is the first time he gets the spotlight and he gets the focal point because one, he is the, um, the, the squad leader of, um, of the replacements that were, were following, but also he ends up getting, uh, getting stuck and caught and left behind in the city after they are forced to retreat. And, uh, I know you I think you said you were alluding to this is this is like one of your favorite characters so far.
0: I'm a big fan of Michael Kleblitz. Uh not just from like Walking Dead, because he shows up in that show as well. But I've seen, seen him on other little things, uh, bits and bits pe- bit parts here and there. But I think he just I, like he's one for me that I right when I saw him, I just kind of like I wanted to just kind of draw into that character. So when they when I quickly realized they're going to be focusing on him, I thought that was really awesome to get more into this character and see how he would survive. And he comes out as like a, a, badass in this episode, especially, uh, surviving the night and everybody's like, Oh, I guess we could have just hung tight and then you would have been here. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, good, good job. <laughs> get back in line. And even he gets uh winners, gives him a little nod of approval too at the end. So uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, I definitely like uh, the, what this direction of this episode for that character.
1: Yeah, he is—he is a savage in this one. Yeah. I mean, because he gets some shrapnel to the leg, um, and uh, he hardly this,
0: too in that little like the wound that the guy was cleaning oh, yeah, out the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, the shoulder. He had the like the you know the flask right uh, alcohol in his wound. He's, oh. like, he's like, "Ow, yeah, basically, ow." Okay, just rip it out already. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and and then and then just how he savagely savagely just bayonets the the german like <laughs> crazy there. It, it, he he is just he is just awesome. He rules this episode for sure. For sure. Probably um, biggest
0: stickman because low key that uh that that woman that was there is like I'm afraid of you but pretty attracted to you at the same time. <laughs> <It could> definitely <laughs> biggest stickman of the episode. <laughs> Michael like, got listen to this episode.
1: Mhm. <laughs> Yep, yep. But he, he was having none of that though. He he was having no. none of that. No. Uh, exactly. that yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. The, everything for the first time for Easy Company, everything goes wrong. I mean, they, they get they get dominated. Another one I really like in this episode is uh, is Martin, uh, Sergeant Martin, who, uh, played by Dexter Fletcher, uh, who is one of rant, who is one of Bull's best friends, and mm-hmm. he he gets a. Uh, not a great spotlight, but a decent spotlight because of his connection to bull and watching him, uh, go through this, what's going on, watching him worry about him. wondering where he is. Um, but you have, you have bull gets, gets the shrapnel to the shoulder. He is, he is stuck. Uh, private Miller, who's James McAvoy gets, gets killed. Uh, kind of brutally and and he's laying there and his his buddies that he came in with the other replacements are sitting there having to watch him and, and see what's see what just happened to him. Uh, and then you also have Buck Neil McDonough, Buck Compton uh, gets a bullet to the, uh, to the rear and um, and one of the more heartbreaking moments and it just shows how much they care for each other and mainly they care they care for Buck. Um, is he? He's hit, and he just says, "Just leave me, just leave me behind, guys." Like, no, we're going to carry you. How are you going to carry me? I weigh twice as much as you guys. Yeah. And they go and they find a door so they can drag him out of the the battle zone and save his life. It, it's it's just crazy what what ends up happening here. Um, I, I felt I, I felt really bad for the one the one replacement. And I can't remember his name, but uh, the the one that has the jammed gun and and he, and you, he gets back and he says, I, I, I never even got to fire a shot because his gun was jammed the whole time. His first battle, his first big moment, and doesn't even get to fire a shot. Uh, I felt felt really bad for that. Um, maybe the stupidest moment of the entire show so far is a group of guys who decide to go back and look for Randallman. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. I, that, that's good for you, but it's pretty dumb.
0: He's <laughs> like, uh, "Yeah, just go ahead." Yeah, go ahead. And the other guy's like, "Yeah, I'm not going." <laughs> that one. Yeah. That's the
1: well, and, and and Garnier was going to be the one that goes with them until the replacement stepped up and said, "I'll go." Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's like the two replacements and Hubler and Cobb said he wasn't going, but he ended up going anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean whatever Cobb you're horrible we already talked about Cobb yeah 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 uh but they're they're able they're they find him. they find they they eventually well he finds his way out but um one one of my favorite moments of this episode is when they're retreating for the first time really in this episode you see winners because winners you don't see much in this one Mm -hmm. he's kind he's kind of in the background uh, but when they're retreating you there's a look on his face as he's saying go 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 like oh man winters is pissed and you don't see that from him very often and that if you want him to get pissed make him <laughs> make him retreat yeah exactly that's, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna piss him off and uh and he even says i don't like retreating <laughs> yeah
0: i don't like losing yeah don't like and, and right
1: and, and what snaps him out of that, that just pissy attitude is Nick's gets shot in the helmet and it glances off. And and there's that other great moment because it's Ron Livingston. And so yeah. he's, he's got to have some great lines and he does. It's like, I'm all right. I'm all right. Am I all right? Yeah. yeah you're right. All right. Okay. Stop looking at me like that then, man. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's just that it's just that great, that great moment. Yeah. Um, what, what what's one of your favorite moments in this
0: yeah i think that that one scene where you know he accidentally drops the rag um michael cutlas's character mm. drops the rag and that's the soldiers like will they find him will they see the rag because there's like four of them walks in the barn one takes it goes to the trough and relieves his bowels and over there and then everybody else leaves now one guy finds it and Thinks nothing of it. After a while, he just drops it and starts to leave. And also he hears a noise, and that's where Michael Cutlass gets go goes full Rambo on him and just like beats him up with a bayonet, <laughs> bayonet on top of his gun. It's a great sequence. And then I I think the uh, him just like coming out and seeing uh, James McAvoy's dead body and kind of being said And then the jeep pulls up, and he's like, "Cool, I, I made it through the night. I'm I'm saved." And he just comes up on all the five guys that came out and try to save him. He's like, "I'm good. Like, why why are you guys out here? I'm I'm fine. <laughs> like." Mm-hmm. I'm a badass. You guys, you, you guys are good. Let's hop on the truck. And you see all these like the clown car of this military vehicle at the, going to base. That, that was pretty. Those little moments there were some of my favorites. Anyway,
1: you can tell you can tell those guys earned the respect of everybody when they did that too, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one of them. There's a lot of heartbreaking moments in this episode, and um, and I mean, seeing what happens to, to the James McAvoy character, seeing how seeing Buck. You know, give up hope and thinking that he's going to be left for dead Um, seeing him not left for dead but maybe the most heartbreaking and they kind of pass over really quick is when it gets to that night after everything that happened and they look over and they see that Eindhoven is getting bombed Um, and, and this town that just celebrated and welcomed them with open arms because they weren't able to come through and do what they were supposed to do they're city is now completely destroyed and potentially everyone they ju- that just celebrated them potentially is gone because of what just happened uh that that's when you you realize just kind of the the stakes of this war and the stakes of what's happening on a you know town to town and mission to mission mm-hmm. I and mean, when when you win it's great and the first the first 3 episodes are filled with great victories but when you lose, that that's there are more casualties than just what's in your. In the highs your are high
0: and the lows are really low.
1: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, and now and now they they have to come to the realization that we can lose, and not only can we lose, but this isn't this isn't going to be an easy fight. And I think it's Nixon that says we I think we need to find another way into Berlin because the the most the like they say market garden was an even bigger uh operation than normandy the reason we don't hear about it is cuz it failed failed yeah and and if it and because it failed the the war gets extended and they've got to change course and find a, find something else another way to go mm-hmm. and uh and that's what we get into that's what we get into next <laughs> so um any any last uh, any last thoughts you want to give on uh, on replacements here?
0: I think uh, when you have a show that is so built on like little victories here and having a big adversity at um, a show full of, an episode full of adversity that the characters go through this loss, I think this skyrocketed as my favorite episode of this show so mm-hmm. far. By like, this is pretty much almost a perfect episode for me. Like, I I really. Enjoyed this one a lot, and I think having some more bleaker, bleaker moments of the, this this loss kind of f- for sure solidified itself as my favorite episode pretty easily. Uh, it's uh, it's full with moments that are sad. Also, it gets more character and see more vocal care, more characters in the forefront than just like Winters. So it's good to see more of these characters. I'm looking forward to getting to see them a little bit more as well. So.
1: Yeah, this is an episode that when the first couple times I watched through it wasn't necessarily one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And I think because I I love the 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 heart and the core of of the characters that are uh, established in the first episode or two so much that when it branches off to like episode three talking about Blythe or episode four talks about these replacement guys, I, I don't I'm not. I don't, I'm not as connected because I love that other group of characters. Like, I don't, I don't care about these guys. Show me, show me more malarkey. Show me more, more Martin and, and leave God and Luz yeah. and, and these guys that, that I've gotten to know so well so far. And, and, you know, leave Blythe out of it. I mean, we, yeah, we bad. don't need to talk more about him, but, but, um. but this time watching it, yeah, there, there's something to the fact that, this is the first time they have to change, and they have to change course, have to turn, and they have to deal with loss. Mm-hmm. And what do you do after you lose? And obviously, you've got you, you've you've got winners who hates it, and uh, and you know what? How are they going to respond after after this? And as you start mm-hmm. to see these these replacements come along and these replacements go and more replacements come in and you're going to have more replacements coming in, um, in more and more capacities. Now, I mean, you, you've got in, in this episode alone, you, you have some of your, your lesser officers. One was a replacement already that gets shot, you know, Buck gets shot. It's going to take him some time to recover. Um, so, so you have some, some characters that are going to have to step away if not for good, at least for a little while. Yeah. Um, speaking of stepping away for a little while, one of the we do have something that does come up at the end of this episode, and that is the return of Sobel. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sobel coming back. Yeah, that's, we, we uh,
1: have, yeah, we have. We almost forgot about it. Yeah. Sobel comes back. Uh, I don't oh, know if you is. noticed, but he is now Captain Sobel. Um, and, uh, and he, uh, yeah, he's not, he's not happy.
0: <laughs> no, he is pissed.
1: And, yeah, this is, so this is before they're, they, they, uh, they jump, before Market Garden happens. Um, and, uh, what's interesting is he's, I don't know if he's necessarily pissed. I don't know if he's necessarily mad. I think what what's interesting about him here, first, he shows up with Popeye. Coming back, from, broke out of uh, out of the medic facility yeah. so that he could he didn't have to be reassigned so he could jump with the guys. Not not sit um, down, jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't. He just can't sit. Uh, and he just says, "Hop in," and he comes along with them. But you have these little moments from Sobel, where he he has these moments, these slight, faint senses of pride, mm-hmm. and look at what look at what Easy companies become. I trained Popeye, and now he'd rather break out of of the hospital so he can go fight than stay there. Yeah, I'll give you a ride, and 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 then when he he's there's there's the bike that that the guys took for the joyride, and Malarkey's really the one that can't take his eyes off of it. Uh, the the other one what was it uh, more? He's able to look at it and be like, oh crap, and then walks away, and Malarkey's just sitting there like, oh man, what? Why did and then Sobel sees it and is like, oh, he's the one that took it. Uh, and, and so he goes over there, kind of gathers himself and goes over there. And the first thing he does is he walks over there and he sees that he's a sergeant now. He goes, Sergeant Malarkey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good, good for you. Like he has that just that little moment of I'm proud of you. Yeah. But I can't show that because I'm Sobel and I have to act like a dick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he starts laying into him because he's <laughs> he's 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 sober and so yeah. uh, <laughs> he and, and he's the the what was it the staff uh, the uh, supply officer and he he's a captain and all this stuff and I, I love the moments like who one of the replacements asked Randleman, who's that he's our old CO, well what um. why, what happened to him got promoted. <laughs> the supply officer um but yeah just that just that moment of i'm proud but that's not what i show because i'm sobel and i have to act like a like an idiot here and and get you in trouble for for stealing government property yeah Uh, yeah. it's a great moment it's a great Great, moment great great little moments Mm mm-hmm I will tell you just just right now. It's not the last Sobel sighting. Oh, there it's not we go. The last. Good. It they they're rare, but it's not the last Sobel sighting.
0: Okay. Good. Good to know. I'll be yeah. on the will be on the lookout then.
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, I think with that, I think we've covered everything. I can't believe we almost forgot Sobel. Yeah. I mean, we can't forget. I mean that yeah, that's like a that. we can't forget Sobel. All right. Well, I think unless you got anything else.
0: No, I think I'm okay.
1: Okay. And I think we're good. I think we're good. So that was episode four looking at replacements. Uh, We'll be back at you very soon with episode five as we hit the halfway point of this uh, of this deep dive of Band of Brothers in our almost sideshow. So until then. Enjoy. We'll see you later.